it's Tuesday. Show me the money club live Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. You find us here on YouTube. We're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Rumble, and Twitter. So we got quite a few places that we are, but primarily on YouTube. Uh, we got a great show coming for you today. But before we get into that, Sergio, how you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. Hillary passed. Uh, my roof leaked at three spots. Other than that, it was all good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. You got to, I mean, being up in the hills is probably a little bit better, especially seeing some of that flooding yeah. down by like yeah. Dodger Stadium and, you know, yeah. some of the other places. Seeing, did you see the two guys running through uh, the LA, next to the LA River? And then yeah. they come up to this like little waterfall thing and they're like, I don't know what to do. And then they just finally like run over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. LA River was the highest I've seen because I drove, as we're going to talk about, you know, over the weekend before the mm -hmm. rain showed up, I'd said, you know, let me get this stuff over with. Um, but, um, you know, I was on Sunday, actually, I was pretty close to the LA River. I have never seen it that full or that high. I mean, LA River is like a man-made thing for yeah. exactly this purpose to avoid, you know, to, to stop flooding and stuff like that. But it's still flooded in a lot of places, especially Dodger Stadium. Whoever is the groundskeeper at Dodger Stadium is going to get fired. <laughs> I don't know about that. That was a that was a natural disaster, though. But uh, and then you had the earthquake uh, a couple hours before oh, yeah. that. So. <laughs> exactly. I texted oh, you. I was like, yeah. I was writing an RSG article. It started shaking. I'm like, holy crap, man. <laughs> but you know what? I have to say this to everybody who's in LA or who's in earthquake country and other places. Chris, literally two seconds before the earthquake started, I get a Google um, warning message on my phone. Earthquake. I'm going like, what earthquake? And sure enough, two seconds, literally two seconds before. Oh, wow. And and then it started shaking. I'm like, holy shit, they figured this out. So they gave me two second advance warning. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, where it was, it was what, o Oja or Oja or Oha, whatever yeah, it was. Oha. It's like 80 miles and from here. Yeah. So if, if it notices, hey, it went off, they can start alerting you, which is actually kind of nice. So it's like, oh, perfect. Right? If yeah. if you're near somewhere or you need to get out of the out of the way or something, yeah. you know, you kind of can prepare for it. So that's awesome to see, actually. That. Yeah, man, it was great. I was like, wow, it was the first time. I mean, I've been through many earthquakes, but that was the first time there was a warning, which is great. Two seconds is two seconds. I mean, if it helps me get under the desk or whatever, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, glad everything is okay, minus those couple of house leaks that you got. So hopefully you'll be able to know exactly where they are and take care of them. Uh, but first, before we get into today's show, let's thank today's sponsor, MIMO. So if you're looking to level up your financial game, let me introduce you to MIMO, your ultimate financial companion. MIMO is the mobile app designed for self-employed workers like you. It brings all your income sources together and effortlessly tracks all your earnings across all your gigs in one platform on MIMO. But that's not all. MIMO helps you hit your financial goals by automatically tracking your progress, helping you stay motivated and earn more every step of the way. MIMO users who set a goal in the app make 12% more than users who don't, which means you can get to your goal faster. And with our new segment that we're talking about, how to prepare, you know, this is just one of those tools that can help you prepare by seeing exactly what needs to happen or just knowing your financial picture. And when it comes to taxes, MIMO has you covered. Get free tax estimates as you earn, so you always know what you owe, which will help save you some serious money on expensive accountant fees. And you can get answers to important tax questions instantly with MIMO's built-in AI accountant. And make sure you check the link in the description below for more information and to download the app. All right, now let's move on beyond that. Uh, we got a great show for you guys coming. 
Uh, first, we are going to bring on uh, our guest, which is the CEO of Serve Robotics, uh, Ali Kashani. We're going to talk to him, uh, talking about all that. We're also going to be then talking about the Minneapolis City Council approved the driver ordinance. So what is going to happen next? Uh, we're going to be talking about pretty much the title of today. What is going on with requests? Uh, some of us, it's the lowest we've ever seen. And if you've been lucky enough to get them, that's the other aspect. Um, and then Lyft showed Sergio the money this week. Uh, and that's why you were out this weekend uh, when it came to Hillary and everything going on there. Uh, yeah. Then we're going to be talking about is Uber shaving on trip radar? Again, taking screenshots every time something happens. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to be talking about how to apply for a home mortgage as an Uber Lyft driver. It's one of the big things that people have been kind of questioning, wondering what's going on. So we're going to be talking about that. You know, if you want to save up for, you know, getting different types of loans like car loans or, you know, home mortgages, things like that, people might say, oh, well, it's really difficult being an Uber Lyft driver. Well, we're going to be talking that down, breaking it down exactly what's going on. Also, we're going to be talking about the importance of dash cams. We always mention it pretty much, I think, at every episode this time now. Uh, but this is going even one step further on the importance of dash cams. We're going to be talking about uh, autonomous vehicles and San Francisco. Uh, they're leaving as quick as they've shown up with the most recent crash when it came with a fire truck. Um, then we're going to be talking about some funnies and some good stuff there. So uh, we got quite a bit of show for you. But first, let's bring on our guest. Ali Kashani from uh, Serve Robotics. Welcome, and thank you for coming on today's show. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Ali. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Thank you, Sergio. How are you? I'm, man, I'm, we're doing great. You know what I mean? Because you're, I think you're the sixth CEO that I'm interviewing on Show Me The Money. And next one is going to be, hopefully, David Richard from Lyft. Man, you know, we're doing really good. Oh, but awesome. I wanted to actually talk to you for a long time. I mean, I've known you for a couple of years now, first time I met you. That's was right. a curbivore two years ago, right? right? And here was Ali with his little robot, and I'm going like serve robotics. There were a whole bunch of other ones, <clears throat> but they all fell away. And serve robotics not only survived, now it's thriving. We'll talk about uh, they're going public pretty soon, so we'll talk about that. But you know, this is not going to be Ali. This is not going to be like your friendly neighborhood interview. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. No, but I, although getting aside, so introduce ourselves, what you did before, how you started Serve Robotics, and where the company is today. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, my background is in uh, robotics. I have a PhD in uh, robotics and computer vision. Uh, about, you know, 15 years ago, I started working on this little-known uh, device called uh, LiDAR, uh, which nobody had heard of. We were using it in mining applications to help make mines safer. Um, and uh, it turned out this was the foundation for the self-driving car industry. Um, I went on to start a few companies, was uh, fortunate enough to have a few exits along the way. Uh, uh, most recently, I sold the company to Postmates, and that's how I joined Postmates in 2017. Um, and, you know, we had a few insights about um, how Last Mile was working and decided that making these robots would make a lot of sense and started working on this six years ago. And then a couple of years ago, after Uber acquired Postmates, uh, uh, we spun off my team out of Uber into an independent company called Serve Robotics. Great. So um, obviously, you know, we've seen all the funnies, you know, on Twitter, TikTok, whatever, that what these robots are enduring these days. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I personally live in Los Angeles, so I've seen a couple of them uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, right? So to me, 
you know, robots will have a space and a place, right? And, and you know, we can get into this right away because a lot of people with AVs now in San Francisco, we see what's going on there, autonomous vehicles. Let's tell, tell us a little bit about the robot itself, the mechanics, like, uh, is it full autonomous? Is it driven by so-called pilots like other companies have at the moment? So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so it looks like a little shopping cart with uh, eyes and personality, like shopping cart 2.0. Uh, it operates on the sidewalk. It moves at about like three miles an hour on average. Um, and the job is to do some of the, uh, you know, short distance deliveries, usually the ones where there's less money to be made. Um, and the, the idea here is that when you actually look at, you know, deliveries in, in the entire United States, which is a fairly sparse country, um, 90% of the times they're moving in cars. So we're moving two pound burritos in a two ton car. And that became kind of our mantra. That's the problem we want to solve. Uh, we want to bring some level of uh, efficiency uh, to this equation because when you're using cars, you're introducing, uh, you know, uh, emissions. You're introducing costs. You're introducing safety issues. Million and a half people die in car accidents every year. Half the time, that happens at intersections. Exactly the kind of environments we are operating in. So there's a lot of reasons to to bring some efficiency to last mile transportation. These robots are basically designed for that because half the time deliveries are less than two miles. Even in the country like the U.S., in Asia, Europe, it's even shorter. So we can actually, pardon me, we can actually rely on robots to to do some of these deliveries. Uh, but I would say, given the you know uh, your audience. Um, when ATMs first came out, uh, you know, a few decades ago, they're literally called automated teller machines. And a lot of people were concerned that it's going to cost tellers their jobs. In reality, ATMs made banking cheaper and more accessible. So banks opened more branches, had more customers, and ATMs do very simple things. And then when you actually need to do something, uh, you know, more complicated, you go and work with tellers. And it turns out there are actually more tellers as a result of ATM. So we see this as the same thing. You can never do all deliveries. They're too complicated. But there are de deliveries that are easier that a robot can do. Usually, they're also shorter distance, uh, you know, worse economics. So we can actually step in and help with those. And in some cases, we can even help drivers, for example, pick up an item on San Francisco Market Street where finding parking or even crossing the street is going to take forever and bringing it to a little hop where the drivers can pick it up. These are the kind of things that we can do once we are at scale. Right. I mean, uh, you know, everything has its place and space and time, right? right? Initially, you know, horse and buggy got replaced by the steam engine, the electricity showed up. I mean, look, you know, every, every time that showed up, you know, people revolted saying, oh, my, I'm going to lose my job, you know, That's all right. this stuff. I think, you know, I don't think robots are ever let's say specifically last mile delivery robots are ever going to replace i'm not going to say ever but due to range problems right due to uh many different things right and i think at the moment right the the, the right place for them is a densely populated area let's okay. say if i was a delivery driver in hollywood i would hate to park i would hate god knows how many tickets i would get then i would have you know there are a lot of apartments i have to find parking again for a $3 order, right, it's not worth it. Well, what happens? You decline, right? Well, when you decline, somebody has to pick that up. So I was more like thinking, you guys will be, you know, serve robotics probably, or their robots will be the ones that take all these orders that is going to be declined anyway because they're not profitable. I mean, like you said, two-pound burrito driven by a two-ton machine doesn't make sense in, in any case, right? So I'm not sure that the fear is legitimate that 
all the jobs are going to be lost to delivery robots. What do you say about that? I mean, or downtown, let's say, right? LA downtown. I mean, yeah. two spots that a human should not. Now, some jobs may be lost by people who do, or New York City, let's say, by, you know, they do by e-scooters, e-bikes, things like that, which are kind of, you know, easy to move around, maneuver and things like that. So what do you say to that crowd that may be losing their access, you know, access to these platforms or less orders because, you know, they're on e-bikes, they basically can do whatever a robot can do. So. Right. See, I think I think it's going to actually there's going to be more deliveries as a result of this, because right now, as, as you all know, the cost of delivery is pretty high. I think there was a McKinsey report saying it's about eight dollars. There's more cost that you can add on top of that. Things like, you know, mistakes and, uh, you know, um, acquisition of uh, drivers and all that. It actually can add up to even ten dollars per delivery. So it's pretty expensive. If you bring that cost down, more people are going to place orders. And when more people place orders, you're going to have more people delivering those orders. So I actually see just like, again, banking, where when ATMs brought the cost down, more people did banking and more tellers had to be hired. The same thing is going to happen here. Robots are going to bring the cost down. More deliveries are going to be needed and more people are going to be hired. And remember, when it costs us $10 to deliver something locally, but it costs us $2 to deliver something from China, it's, it's upside down. If you bring that local cost down, there's going to be yeah. more commerce activity. There's going to be more shops that need more people to hire more people. And of course, robots need people to work too. So we are going to boost local economies. We are going to create all sorts of new jobs and increase the number of jobs for drivers and others. I'm very, I'm very bullish on this because history has told us repeatedly that when we brought this kind of technologies to the market, it's created more jobs, not less. It's, it's happened. Right. I, much I mean, we hear, look, we hear that argument all the time. Like right now, the big argument is happening with aut autonomous vehicles coming and destroying rideshare jobs, right? Um, again, we see their troubles, but I'm sure they're going to be solved in, if not a few years, a decade, whatever it is. But these things are inevitable. It's going to come right. around. Um, is, is serve robotics, robots, fully autonomous? They, they don't require human intervention unless... You know, they get kicked over or whatever, something happens, right? Are they fully autonomous at the moment? So, uh, you know, if we use definitions, uh, uh, the technical definition is like level, you know, two, level three, level four, right. or level five. So level five is what I would consider full autonomy. And no, that doesn't exist. I don't believe that would exist for decades to come. Okay. Uh, what a lot of companies in, in our space are aiming for, even the cars, is level four, which okay. basically means the robots can do a lot of things by themselves. But when they don't know what to do, they ask people to help. So that's where we are as well. We are probably one of the first companies to commercialize level four because our robots can do things without a human watching. But then when they actually get to certain situations, they can ask for help. Like there was a video that went viral when one of our robots crossed police tape. Funny yeah. enough, the robot actually came to the police tape, didn't know what to do and stopped. And then someone remotely logged in, got confused by something that was happening on the scene and decided to cross. So, so you know, people are involved when the robot is confused. Now you've got to make sure people know what to do and what's the right thing to do sometimes. Yeah, we talked about that actually on the show a few months ago. <laughs> it crossed the police lines. It was big news, right? Yeah. And uh, so give me a little bit of a feel about, okay, let's say I'm in a high rise in, on Hollywood Boulevard, right? Fine. Um, I ordered my food and let's say I ordered my burrito. <laughs> And um, so how does the process work, correct? Obviously my order goes through either who, DoorDash, Uber Eats to the, to the uh, restaurant and restaurant preps it. And then where is your robot at the moment? Are they parked all over the street waiting for orders? 
give me the logistics give me the idea about that's how right yeah the robots are usually in uh you know various kind of what we call hot zones areas where there are a lot of restaurants a lot of demands so they're, they're nearby uh, or maybe they're on their way back from a previous delivery uh, when the job comes in we get pinged by uber just like drivers do uh, a robot gets assigned when it uh, when it's at the door it informs the tablet inside uh you know it lets the restaurant folks know that there is a robot waiting uh usually restaurants let us know where they want the robot to wait so it goes to a designated spot and then they walk out they you know put their food in the robot and it locks and at that point it starts moving towards the customer they get notified they can check it out in a map just like you know a driver and then when the robot gets to the customer, they, they have to come outside. Uh, they press a button in the app. It unlocks the robot, and they can grab their item. Right. So that's the, the way it functions. But here's uh, my question for that. You know, as you know, through the pandemic, right, we got pretty lazy, okay? <laughs> we ordered food, like a cup of Starbucks that costs 20 bucks now, which is I'm like, why can't you just go pick it up, right? But... <laughs> Uh, that's not the issue. The issue is, you know, the, the, the consumer is pretty lazy, okay? I mean, otherwise, delivery wouldn't exist because they would order it and then, you know, they expect the driver to pick it up, bring it over, you know, leave it at the door, all these good things. So also the consumer behavior now has to change a little bit, right? Because now you have to get off your comfortable couch. You have to go downstairs. You have to open your door, rain or shine, whatever. Then you have to put some code on top of the robot to get your food out, right? So... How do you think that's going to be perceived or, you know, accepted by the consumer? Because until today, some human is going to pick it up, even if it's a mile, like bring it, dump it in front of their door, no contact delivery, all that good stuff. Right. How do you think the robots, will, are they going to overcome by cheaper deliveries? Right. Obviously, you're not going to tip your robot, so delivery to the consumer is going to be cheaper. Right. Is, yeah, that, you know, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, you know, I would actually question the premise that people are lazy. I actually think that uh, there are a lot of good reasons for, for these services to exist. Uh, I've gone through stages of life where, uh, you know, I was so busy that my partner, she's so kind, she would even put the food right next to me and half the time I couldn't eat it because I was just like back to back in some, you know, crisis. So there are a lot of reasons to use these services. I think they're more efficient uh, and I'm glad these things exist. Uh, you know, imagine uh, a single mother with a sick child. Like, well, how are they going to get what they need? This is way better uh, a service that should be available to everybody. That's that's what I think we should be all aiming for. Now, in terms of uh, you know the consumer behavior, uh, you're right. With robots, they have to do an extra work. They have to go outside and grab the item. Um, the I guess one way to think about this is when you're doing short distance deliveries, consumers associate value to distance. So if if they you've had to move only two blocks, they're less likely to want to tip. They're less likely to want to pay for that delivery, anything extra. So this is where the robots would be really good because these are low tipping type of jobs. The robot would bring it and the robot doesn't take any tip. So the consumer is now more likely to want to do those deliveries. Again, adopt that behavior. Uh, it's cheaper for them now. They're willing to come out and grab their food. But also now that they're used to this behavior, they're likely to order from places that are maybe further away where humans are going to deliver. And again, there's going to be more value in it, more tipping, et cetera. So again, this is all part of that system, delivery by robots for some portion of the jobs, by humans for the other portion, and generally consumers benefiting from this. Yeah, so basically these robots will do all the door trash orders, you know, <laughs> and then all the trash Uber Eats orders. And then we're not going to, I'm not like, I deliver quite a bit. I'm not going to do those, but I'm pretty sure your robots will not work in my area because I'm in a, you know, very spread out area up in the San Fernando Valley. Right. I see where the value is. So how about this though? Like I'm thinking about, you talk about efficiency, right? So 
this is is this going to be like one item of food for one robot for one delivery or are you guys going to do like in rideshare there is something called uber pool right you get yeah. many multiple orders but the problem then becomes right if you know in in uber pool basically for a rideshare driver is a is a definite ratings killer right because the people that order it well, you know, they're going right by their drop off, but then the, the algorithm is telling me which way to drop them off in which, which order. And then they're getting delayed. They get more pissed off. So in your in the robots case, let's say if you're going to stick three food items in there, somebody is going to get that last. And these things are not flying. They're going three miles an hour. Then they have to wait for the customer to come out. Do it. What if the customer, the customer by not coming out for, I don't know, two, three, four minutes could delay the next person, could delay the next person. Yeah. So what are the, you know, what are the conflicts there and, yeah. and what are you doing to solve these things? You know, so we call these batched uh, orders. We, uh, we aren't doing them today, but we actually used to do them for Postmates. And this is mostly an integration question. So once the, the pieces of the puzzle are together, we can do that again. So we, we, we were doing them successfully for Postmates in the past. Uh, I think there's a few different factors here. Uh, for one, we probably won't do more than two. So in, okay. in the robot, we can comfortably fit two items. And then because of the timing, as you said, also there are different types of items. Some of them like food, it's more time sensitive. Others may be less time sensitive, whether it's like convenience goods or, or other type of parcels. Uh, so we can batch those things together. And by the way, there is one other aspect here about batching. Imagine a world where the driver doesn't actually have to worry about the pickup, the parking, all the, all the trouble with that, the tickets, you know. Uh, and there could be multiple robots coming to a driver waiting, you know, in a parking lot a couple of blocks away, giving the driver more than one item, maybe two or three items that they could go deliver much faster and much more conveniently, and they can actually make more money. These are the kind of things we've actually run models on this, and we can save drivers about 50% of the miles traveled. So in a way, double the number of deliveries they do per mile uh, by, by having this kind of cooperative model. We are not at a scale and maturity yet to, to implement this yet, but this is the kind of thing that's coming down the pipe where you bring a lot of efficiency. So if deliveries are more than a mile or two, we can actually work with drivers and make them a lot more efficient and, and allow them to actually do, do more with less. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Like you're the conduit between the restaurant to get, you know, not to get the driver in trouble where there's no parking available, things like that. Exactly. So you're like the in-between from the restaurant and back and forth, you know, to, uh, you know, we have that in Rideshare again, as an example, we have the holding pens at LAX and at all the airports, the queue, right? So you right. could be in that kind of a situation. I think, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. But another thing that compare, you know, because this is a fairly new thing, right? I mean, um, we know what happened with micromobility, okay? I mean, these things proliferated, they were junked all over the streets, People rebelled against it. You know, they, they ended up in rivers, they ended up in the Santa Monica Pier, in the ocean. I mean, look, I'm, I'm you know, this is happens. Humans are going to reject these things for a while. My concern with this is actually I read a um, Hollywood, Hollywood City Council report about this, that a lot of people who are handicapped, right, or, or you know, I mean, look, it's a busy area. And then now you have robots trying to zip around and go deliver food they may become a nuisance to pedestrians, right? And I mean, how do you respond to that? What, what do you say about that? Because look, it's a, it's a very difficult thing for the machine and the human to coexist in a really populated area, so. 
Yeah, you know, this is uh, something that we had in mind really early on. We actually engaged uh, some of the disability communities, had them be part of our development and design process. And in fact, if you go back uh, to, to 2020, so three years ago, and look up a TED talk I gave, I speak about this subject. Uh, you can't put robots in public spaces without thinking about all kinds of people who are affected by this. And one of the advantages we had being inside Postmates at the beginning is we had the resources. We were not just a startup. We had the resources to, to actually be thoughtful about when, what we are making and how it's going to impact people. So we have very clear uh, you know, technologies and processes in place to make sure that a robot never blocks the entry or exit to an intersection, for example. When the robot does come across people, it's very differential to them. If it's someone on a wheelchair, the robot actually has the drivetrain so that it can leave the sidewalk surface, maybe go into the grassy area or even, even go down a ramp, if it go down the edge if it has to, to allow other people to pass. And you actually would see videos of robots doing this. So okay. uh, this is really, really important. And I can tell you, we have never had a complaint about this. We've been very, very thoughtful. And it's something that I'm quite proud of. Our team has really been uh, t making this a priority from the very beginning. Right. And, and you know, let's, this is the part of the, we have like a few minutes left, but let's talk a little bit about all the funny things. Actually, you know what? I have one last question. So when it comes to the consumer and an actual human doing the delivery, there is a rating system, right? I mean, you can put thumbs up, thumbs down. Actually, you can get a driver deactivated by saying, you know, it happens quite a bit. There is, you know, fraudulent people out there who say, I never got my food, and then DoorDash will deactivate you, or Uber Eats yeah. will deactivate you. Well, obviously, in this case, there is nobody to rate, or is there a system? I mean, what happens? You know, it happens. I mean, what if the robot messes up, gets the wrong food? And, and you know, I want to I want to have the idea that is that part of the equation completely now nullified that, you know, you get what you get. If it's wrong, it's wrong. There is nobody to blame. There is nobody other than the restaurant, probably because robots not going to be blamed. Robots not going to be rated. Right. Yeah. You know, having um, having the robot in the equation reduces rate of errors. That's one of the things about machines. So the restaurant. Uh, is the only party that's loading the robot. And there's not a lot of room in their case for confusion. If something happens, it is their error. It's, it's not, uh, there's no blame game anymore to, to say, oh, was it the driver or was it the restaurant? And this transparency actually makes everybody, um, I guess, you know, behave, to behave uh, more carefully. And, and you know, if there, there are mistakes made, they can actually look into it and try to improve their processes. Versus in the past, I think there is a little bit of a, you know, who really made the mistake? I, I don't think it was us. Maybe it was the driver or maybe the driver says it wasn't me, it was the restaurant. It wasn't clear in the past. Uh, if you actually look at the numbers, our delivery completion rate is a good metric that we measure, which means mm -hmm. how often do we bring the, the delivery to the destination successfully? And it's about 99.9%. And when we were looking at, uh, you know, career numbers, it was about 99%. So about the robots are about 10x better at, at bringing the, uh, the item to the destination. So we track all those things. You're right that the concepts of giving thumbs up or thumbs down applies less. People know it's a robot. They're less likely to rate it. If they're unhappy, they would give you the rating. But if they're happy, they're less likely because they don't think robots care. So it's yeah. a little bit of a different way of measuring it. But we look at things like completion rate, very on time, and you know what kind of complaints came back. And of course, you know we know where to go when those complaints come in. If it's a wrong item, it's not the robot. The robot can't really do that. It, it would have been the restaurant. Okay, so let's talk a couple of minutes about the funnies that we've shown. Oh, now we're 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 you know we're guilty as charged. <laughs> you know, we showed one of your robots, uh, Austin. 
<laughs> and uh, he got a ride of his life by some lady. <laughs> I don't know where it was, but I'm pretty sure it was nearby somewhere, you know, in L.A. I don't know. And uh, so, you know, obviously, look, these things are getting knocked over. There are funny videos out there. They're getting crushed by trains. And, you know, I mean, look, this is, this is normal, right? That it's was an ass, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... so you know, I mean, in a, in a case like that, look, uh, sorry to say, but we have a massive homeless situation in L.A. and in Santa Monica and many places around the country. Right. I mean, these people know there's food in there. Right. I mean, they're hungry. What if they just vandalize this thing, open it up and just grab the food? So what are the safeguards about those things? What does the robot do? Does it roll over and die over there and call the cops or? Like the autonomous vehicles, they put the blinkers on because I help, 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 help. I don't know. So give me, give me a couple of minutes about that. Yeah. Um, so the there is a narrative uh, about this. A lot of, uh, I think, people ask me questions about vandalism way more than they actually happen. Um, and, you know, there's a few videos that have gone viral multiple times. So it's just part of the game when you're pioneering something like this. Uh, I think it's a story that people like to tell. So we haven't seen any uptick as opposed to, again, some of the articles were suggesting it's, it's you know, what's always been at the end of the day. We work in a fairly difficult area. You know, even the block that our robots dispatch from every morning, there's usually three or four tents in the area. So we, we, we already have integrated with that with the community over there and have been operating, again, the 99.9% .9 completion which is 10x better than uh, you know other methods right now tells you what the actual kind of reliability is. But having said that, yes, these things do happen. It's just part of being in a city. You park your car, someone scratches it, or you know a car can run into all sorts of things can happen. Uh, we have mechanisms. First of all, the the robot is locked. It's very hard to get in. When when someone is able to get in, we will figure out what went wrong and we fix it. So ultimately, this is going to be a you know futile effort to try to get into a robot. Um, and then there has been times where we had to, uh, you know, uh, engage law enforcement. And in fact, I haven't shared this publicly yet, but between us, um, we actually had a case where someone with an outstanding warrant was arrested after trying to kidnap a robot, which, by the way, the robot escaped. So the robot, they couldn't take the robot, but, but the police came and actually arrested them and it turned out they had an outstanding warrant. And we only engage when there is a, you know, extreme situation where we think that it would be in the advantage of public safety for us to inform uh, law enforcement. And in that case, we actually do that. So a lot of mechanism is in place. The robots obviously have full video, everything. They know what's going on. We can dispatch people. And of course, if it really comes down to it, we would also engage uh, law enforcement. Right. And so and the remaining couple of minutes, I know you have a deal with Uber, right? Um, let's talk a couple of minutes and then in closing, I'll give you another minute to tell us why, you know, because I, I read this, you know, comments and they're going like, uh, oh, this is going to replace jobs. I mean, you know, a couple of minutes, summarize everything that we talked about yeah. and uh, what the deal is. I know you're going public, you know, we'll, we'll do an update on that in a in couple of months when you, when it's ready to be talked about. Mm -hmm. um so your floor is yours um continue thank you yeah i mean uh, i'll speak about the uber deal so we have uh obviously uh, you know we have had uber as a partner they have been uh really wonderful to 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 help us uh, learn how to deploy robots and where to deploy them and 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 you know have access to uh, the customers and merchants so we are now going to deploy up to 2000 of our robots on the uber platform over the next couple of years which is obviously super exciting so robots are coming 
Um, but you know, going back to your concerns about jobs, look, I talk about this a lot, and I'm happy to uh, keep talking about it because I know it's a really valid concern. It's it's something that people you know uh, are justified to worry about. But I would just tell folks to look at history, uh, go study any of the technologies that you think has displaced jobs. Uh, and again, ATM is just a really good example, but it's not the only one. Uh, at every one of these uh, moments in history, people thought jobs are going to be lost because we have this preconceived notion that there is a constant number of jobs. But that's just not true. When you reduce cost of uh, some service or product, more people are going to want that service or product. And every single time in history, that has resulted in more people being employed to provide that service and product in different parts. In our case, it costs $10 to deliver something from Chinatown. It costs $2 to deliver it from China. We are going to fix this problem. When you do that, you are going to have more local businesses. You're going to have more deliveries happening by humans and by robots. And you're going to have more people involved in deploying and servicing robots. And guess what? These are going to be really good jobs because you're creating more value. You're creating, you know, a person in charge of simultaneous deliveries means they can actually sit at the safety of an office and, you know, get paid more. And there is more value to share with the, with the folks doing the job. So to me, this is actually going to improve quality of life for a lot of folks as well. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, as I said at the opening, there is a space and place for everything. Um, initially, you know, the human nature is to flee, right? You know, flight or fight. And, at the moment, they're fighting. They're knocking these things over. They're taking lap dances on top of them, whatever, for clicks or whatever. But I agree with you. I mean, you know, $2 orders, I'm not going to do anyway, so I might as well get it done. And then maybe you gained another consumer. So, uh, but we will have to do an update on this in a few months, obviously. And then, you know, but thank you for coming on. Thank you for answering all the questions. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll see you at some conference soon, like we did in Laguna a few months ago. But, uh, you know, thank you, man. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Happy to come anytime. Take care now. All right. Have a good one. All right. Well, the oh. <laughs> the, the chat didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the next one. Do you know the next one we should do? We should do Carl Boyd, who is the CEO of Cruise. <laughs> the autonomous oh, <laughs> uh, that that would be <laughs> oh yeah so i mean one of the things is um the, don't worry drivers don't worry this isn't coming like in most areas only because uh you know it's it's more for downtown areas so cities and stuff like that um the one thing though that that i liked a little bit to hear was the uh um the parking issues so like if you're in new york city or you know certain parts of la you can hear um how he was talking about, well, they can go pick it up. You don't have to worry about the parking. You don't have to find a spot. You don't have to worry about getting a ticket, double parking, any of that stuff. Um, so that's good where you can meet a robot at a particular area and then go from there. Um, yeah. So hopefully it, it would be something where like, if there was the, the restaurant screwed up and gave the wrong order that, oh, we gave it to a robot and then the robot gave it to the driver, but the driver just picked up the food and is all okay. So it would still go back to the, uh, um to the particular restaurant i mean look, you know <laughs> time will tell if what he says is correct right i'm, I'm a skeptic mm -hmm. of it at the moment that it's not going to replace jobs well look in densely populated areas like new york city downtown la you know all the downtown chicago things like that people use e-bikes people use e-scooters that are very maneuverable they can do exactly what a robot does probably better and faster right so 
some of those jobs are going to be in jeopardy. I mean, he cannot just with a clear face say that, oh, no, no jobs are going to be lost. I mean, look, there it's, some are going to be lost. But if these robots are just going to take the trash to the consumer who's not tipping anyway, so I'm like, hey, you know, knock yourself out. I might as well pick the cherries, which I do anyway, and continue doing the same thing. So, but time will tell, and then we'll do updates on these. Um, you know, it was a good question, actually. I said, you know, what does that have to do with rideshare? This has nothing to do with rideshare, but this is coming and and you know you need you guys need to face it instead of complaining and i thought you know with the ceo of a company having an interview i think about automation in general not just you know avs and food delivery things like that i think is very appropriate so you know time will tell um I, i'm i'm you know we'll keep everybody posted and we'll write about it and we'll talk about it so yep all right so uh, you want to talk about uh gig with it and yeah. uh, all right so gig with it is a company i'm affiliated with um gig apparel for the gig worker um the link is in the show notes so we're giving up one of these t-shirts today just gig with it comes from the you know just uh, uh, which i'm not going to say uh, we're giving up a t-shirt if you enter gig with it hashtag gig with it um you'll win the t-shirt when we do the drawing you will have to send me an email with your physical address and size. The, the, the thing that I want to clearly, clearly mention, and which I do every week, is a dollar off from me and a dollar from the company is directly going into a fund to help drivers who um, have been hurt, killed, unfortunately, in some cases, um, violent crimes during gig work. So we're giving back to the community doing that um but this is the t-shirt you're gonna get because i have to stand up a little bit there you go this is i think this is my favorite one so far just do it no just gig with it there you go and just um the tip <laughs> just the tip yes tip me please <laughs> that, that's doordash's motto just the tip <laughs> just the tip please yeah <laughs> oh man but yeah if you would like a shirt the just what was that again just gig, Hashtag gig with it just tip me yeah just hit me. uh hit it in the chat hashtag gig with it and uh we will be doing the uh drawing in just a few moments um any last things to say with that uh, have um, a yeah the last thing is well i'll remind everybody at the end but if you do go to the website please use sergio s-e-r-g-i-o on the checkout you get an extra 15 percent off everything is 20 percent off already so like this t-shirt if you didn't win it and you want to buy it will cost you like 20 bucks trust me i've watched this 10 times already it is the Best material. It's made in the U.S. It's made by hand. It's not some POD coming from China or whatever. So uh, you can wear it literally forever. So it's really, really good material. Use Sergio at checkout to get your extra 15 off. That's right. it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. And uh, we'll do the drawing in just a minute. Uh, did you know, though, that RSG now has a Discord? So mm -hmm. if you want to talk with fellow gig workers, uh, if you want to keep the conversations going, uh, you can hit up the Discord. The link is going to be in the description. Uh, if you don't know what Discord is, it's a place where you can uh, go and talk with other people that are in that particular Discord uh, within the channel itself. There's different channels within, you know, a, a greater group. Um, so there's a lot of things there. So if you'd like to uh, hit up the RSG Discord, again, link is going to be in the description. You can check that out now and uh, get the conversation rolling. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe Sergio and myself will be in there at times too. So, 
Uh, uh, you know, we can definitely sure. do some stuff there. So I, I have nothing. Um, I, have, I have more time. I mean, my hands. <laughs> I'll be in the Discord. Hey, I'll, I'll definitely be in the Discord. I'll drop in. Let's see what I'm reading there. So yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's do the giveaway. Let's see who's going to be wearing the just the tip shirt. I mean, just gig it shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just there you go. That's what you're getting. Just, just the two of us. With it. It's, 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 actually, I'm going to wear this tomorrow to an LAFC game. Um, Brian in Orlando. Brian in Orlando. Okay, Brian, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Send me your physical address and your shirt size, please. Brian in Orlando. Oh, well, yeah. You know where you're from, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you know where you're from, too. Um, all right all right so back to back to business uh, <laughs> back to business oh we got some business going on right now and that is um minneapolis you know one of the big yeah. things that was going on in minneapolis well in minnesota was there was a bill that was coming uh it got vetoed from the governor uh and then you know the the city of minneapolis decided well we are going to move ahead anyways because drivers are not getting the fair pay so yep. they're bringing in a dollar forty a mile and fifty one cents per minute, which yep. is bonkers. It's not the highest in the country. It's I believe now the second highest behind uh, Seattle, and I believe Tacoma is in that um, as well when it comes to the rates. So uh, Washington State is a little bit lower besides Seattle and Tacoma, and then New York City is actually a little bit lower as well too. So this will be the second highest in the country uh, yep. when it comes down to it, which is awesome to see now uber and uh, was it uber or lyft i can't remember uh, i believe it was both oh both of them okay uh so both of them said oh uh if you're gonna pass this ordinance well we're not gonna be able to operate there we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stop our service july or january 1st so uh quite a few months away still and you know it's still passed so hey uh what's going on next though well um so the bill passed on an eight to five vote so it is the city ordinance has passed so you people know however don't get bummed out my money is on the mayor vetoing this tomorrow because he has until noon tomorrow minneapolis time to um veto this just like the minnesota governor waltz did about a few months ago after the house and the senate of Minnesota had passed a bill it's very similar to this. Now, this is the city ordinance now, and the mayor can veto this. I think he's going to go with the governor's vote veto because he's going to say there is a committee that's looking into this with the players at the table. This has been rushed. Why, you know, all this good stuff he's going to say. I'm hoping I'm wrong. By noon tomorrow, you all will know. If you are in Minneapolis, you're going to get paid buck forty and fifty one until Uber and Lyft leave January 1, 2024. Which to me is bye bye. There are a bunch of companies that will probably replace you. And to all the people who are worried about this, which I think of both sides, by the way, don't think that I'm just, you know, aloof to I think I think that's where InDrive should come should go next then <laughs> yeah i mean look they, they they did it in austin texas in 2017 because they didn't want their drivers to go through stricter background checks literally the next day right austin replaced them and they were doing great until uber moved the 
problem from the city level to the state level, bought themselves some legislatures and then, you know, killed right Austin and they came back a year later. And then, okay, fine. So if you're going to leave, leave. Look, there's companies like Rides, which we're going to have the CEO on in a couple, three weeks. Um, you know, we had InDrive last week. There are companies that are coming that are just going to do this. I mean, you guys can do all you want, you know, cry boo-hoo-hoo, say leave. Instead Uh-oh. of leaving, go to Uh-oh. the table. Hold on, I got, I got to look. Th- I got to look this up. He already vetoed the bill. Oh, that there you go. Breaking news. I thought it was tomorrow. The mayor vetoed the bill. The news just came out with it. Okay. So yep. as I thought, I spoke to a couple of journalists today. I said my money is on the mayor vetoing the bill. Well, there goes that bill. Now, what's the game plan? Uber and Lyft are at a table with the Minnesota Drivers Union and the Governor's Committee. They are sitting down and talking about what kind of package they can put in to all the Minneapolis, Minnesota drivers. If they come to you guys with anything like Prop 22, please, please, please do not accept that. It only works for delivery. It doesn't work for ride share. And I'm telling you, people, if you get Prop 22, you guys are all screwed like we are in California. Now, what's the next move? The next move actually is the vote was eight to five in the city council. Now, the city council can override this veto if they have two-thirds majority. Eight to five is pretty close so, to two-thirds. They need one so more vote. I, I just put, Yeah, I just pulled up the article right now, um, and it says the move means the council will vote at its meeting on September 7th to override the veto yep. uh, with at least nine votes required to approve the ordinance. Yep. So basically, so the, one person didn't vote because they weren't there, yep. uh, so they could potentially have the votes to override yes. his veto. Yes, Yes, so I was just saying that eight to five was the vote to pass the ordinance. There was one, you know, one person abstained. If if they vote, yes, the uh, veto could be overwritten. So what was the date, Chris? September September 7th. Okay, cool. So we'll keep you guys posted so, so you guys know. But look, my opinion on all of this is I'm not a huge fan of the government. I'm saying it. Thousands of people watch this later. I am not. However, at this point, proper legislation and proper regulation of these TNCs is a must because the pendulum has swung too far in their favor. And Mm. I, in my power, I know there's one coming in Denver. I know there's one coming in Chicago, which we're going to talk about, probably have some couple of uh, legislatures on next couple of weeks as well, talk about the Chicago city ordinance. So the way this is going to work, people, is if we come to you in a city where we have, you know, many, many viewers and some grassroots campaigning is necessary, we're going to ask you for your help. Because I personally am of the opinion that you started in a city, you spread it to a state, just like Seattle did. New York City has one. Seattle spread it to Washington State. Now, Minnesota failed, but then Minneapolis City Council came with it. Now, Chicago City Council is coming with it. And and look, this is a battle. We're going to... My, my goal is... is back proper legislation for gig worker rights, basic gig worker rights. If it includes a pay hike, great. But first of all, safety. Second, unjust deactivations. These things must be talked about and solved. We are, I am personally tired of getting 20 emails a week. Sergio, I got fired. I don't know why I got deactivated. Um, I can't help these people. They're all sending me emails saying, can you get me back on the platform? I'm like, I have no power. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, all I can do is is legislation and, and regulation is necessary at this point, and I'm going to back it up. And, you know, some people who are watching this may or may not like it now, but, hey, you know, basic stuff has to be given to drivers, right? And 
And if it's going to come with, uh, you know, higher pay, I'm all for it. Who doesn't want higher pay? The number one complaint is what, Chris, on RSG? Higher pay. Hey. For years. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, hey, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm here to help legislatures, talk to them, educate them, because I believe most legislatures have no idea when it comes to yeah. right here. Just, and, just and like the mayor who just vetoed it. Um, exactly. You know, exactly. it, it goes to show yeah. that he it probably is. had no idea uh, what was going on. He was taking the same thing as Waltz was when it came down to the veto. Um, but the yeah. only difference is now we will see what happens on September 7th if it gets a two-thirds majority. Um, so council members there, you know, if you're fighting for, or if, if you're voting for that, um, then, you know, to convince your your other council members well, there, you need to educate them exactly on what the reason is, why, and, uh, you know, what would make it a better uh, when it comes to that. So well, I think... Better pay yeah. is going to be better uh, overall because, you know, you can work a little bit less. That means you're not going to be working when you're tired. That means you may not get into as many accidents. Um, you may be able to uh, have a lot of different things that can, can happen and come together with, with these things. So, yeah, yeah. I think over time it, it's definitely needed. And, and I agree. It's, it's definitely swung too far in their advantage where they're able to call 100% of the shots and drivers are just left in the dark. Uh, and have to deal with yeah. what they're being dealt with. Well, here's the deal. So if the vote is September 7th, to all our viewers in Minneapolis, right? This is the deal. I'm going to get in touch with Joe, who is in Minneapolis. I'm going to try to get the name of that city council person who did not vote. That's the ninth vote to override this mayor's veto. I'm personally going to write him a letter and give him a call saying, explaining to him what is at stake. And whoever it is in Minneapolis, please find out that council person's name i think you should also hit up all official. the people who said no hit up all the people who said no because they probably don't understand or no and then right. i would just hit it hit it again with the people who said yes and say look this is what's going on this is what's happening um you know any other information or whatever uh, any education you may need when it comes to you know this type of ordinance and you know when it comes to the veto itself or the override um, that's what we're going to have to figure out. So yeah, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to get a hold of this gentleman and the people who voted no and explain it to them. Maybe, you know, you don't have to have this gentleman vote. You can have turn over a couple of other votes, right? So let's work. Let's see if we can make some change. I'm definitely in. So September 7th is like two weeks away. So, hey, let's go to work. Whoever's in Minnesota, Minneapolis, you know, hit this council person up and I'm going to do it. And, you know, look, there are companies that can replace Uber and Lyft, like we said, you know, maybe not overnight, but there are. And this has to, this game has to end. This game of, oh, we're going to leave. I'm like, leave. Okay, just leave. Let's see what happens. How did people get around in Minneapolis 10 years ago? Seriously. 10 years ago, there was no Uber or Lyft. How'd they get around? Okay, I get mm -hmm. it. If it's the problem of the city of Minneapolis having shit public transportation and Uber found the opening and came in and filled that hole, I get it. There are a lot of people who need this thing to use it for medical services, things like that. I understand the other side of the story. I really do. But what I'm saying is that every single time saying, oh, we're going to leave. I'm like, okay, leave. One time, leave. And, and then we'll see what happens. So there you go. Paul, thanks for the super sticker. Paul, thank you, man. All right. Yeah, Anything so more with uh, Minneapolis City Council and ordinance no no this is I, I expected it honestly <laughs> i expected it i talked to two journalists today about it what do you think i said i'm pretty sure he's going to go with the governor's veto he's going to go and you he know, did. right down the line and veto it and then you know there you go so.
It was literally just be- just before the show started. Uh, it was about an hour ago when it happened. So, uh, yeah, that, that. So then again, the next step, September seventh, uh, we'll be talking about that on the following show, seeing what's happening, um, and yeah, and we'll be talking about uh, what's going on in Chicago. So we're, yeah, we're going to we'll see what's going on. But, uh, yep. That's All right, September let's move. Seventeenth, by the way, people. So we're going to need your help in Chicago. We have a huge audience in Chicago. We're going to need everybody to get on their phones, emails, you know, start writing letters and phone calls to these older men and women in Chicago because I am supporting that. And hopefully the author of that uh, ordinance, we're going to try to get on uh, next couple of weeks on Show Me the Money. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about the Uber quests or at least lack thereof and what's going on. So this is my um... quest. Chris. This is my quest, buddy. This is what we're <laughs> down to now. Well, uh, you know, I, I sent you, myself, and Gabe had that conversation of the quests, what was going on. Uh, let me see if I still have mine on. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, 70 trips for $45 plus 10 trips, because I'm still on the trip. I don't have the quest goals, thankfully. Um, so it's 70 trips for 45 bucks and another 10. So 80 trips for 50 bucks. Uh, the next one was 60 and 20 for 35, 15, 50 and 20 for 30 and 15. So it's like, where where are these going? This is garbage, bro. I mean, seriously. Yep. I mean, look at the top quest. 745. This is rides and eats, by the way, combined. I mean, hello. $745 quest goal. I gotta reach to make an extra 35. What is that? Is that it's not is that four percent, right? About four percent ish. And uh, the one that I picked, which I pick one anyway, in case I'm going to do some deliveries, because I certainly am not going to fill up $185, because I was busy with Lyft. Thank you, Lyft, for showing me the money for the last two weeks. Hopefully, you'll show me the money mm-hmm. this weekend again. Uh, $185. This is an insult, bro. $5? I can't buy a pack of gum for $5. What the F, bro? Look at this <laughs> thing, man. Come on, man. You know, Don't spend all that like... bonus in one place. Well, this is what happens. This well, well I gotta ask. I gotta ask the chat. What have you been seeing with your bonuses? Have you been seeing them start to dwindle down? Have you seen them go up? Are you even getting them? What are you this seeing? Uh, let us know. And yeah. you know, roulette wheel right here. I have to have to completely agree. Uh, quests are a joke anyway. I'd rather get paid more for each ride instead of quest bonuses, uh, which they can reduce it anytime they want. And I agree. I'm under the same exact impression. Get away from bonuses. Get away from all these stupid quests and all that. Just pay more pay across the board more that way then you know it's just better overall i don't need all this extra crap it's picking up somebody dropping them off why do we have to complicate it with all this extra shit yeah i don't know i mean you know insult to injury they send it every week i pick one every week um because again our motto is what show me the money your car you know my car is yours otherwise it stays in the garage for this garbage my car is not moving for you uber (laughs) I guarantee you it's not moving. It's just not going to happen. Until you show me some love and some cash, you know, quests. And 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 we talk quite a little bit about this, about these dollar quests. Uh, you know, we have our opinions. The videos are on the channel. You can go all watch it. I'm not a huge fan of uh, dollar quests. I liked, I used to like my, like Chris has, my, uh, you know, trip for dollars, like trip count quests. So... Yeah, this is where we're at. You know, put it in the chat. What does your quest look like uh, in your city? Uh, or email me, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. This is what we're down to, $5. What is is that? I mean, I'm just, 
not getting it like if, if some algorithm comes up with this chris probably um five dollars might as well not just give me anything i'm, I'm happy well, with I, it because... I i know you i know you did the the math on this 185 dollar goal for seven dollars the average price how many how many rides is that how many rides would you have to get give just to get that extra five bucks <laughs> at seven dollars average <laughs> at $7 you're, you're running average. what 13 14 rides right there just to give an extra five bucks yeah that's, that's what like 50 cents yeah. yeah i think about that 30 cents or 20 cents 30 30 cents a ride i mean what what are we doing here what are we kidding ourselves just kidding ourselves what's going on so yeah so forget about these quests look man these are carrot and stick things anyway not everybody's supposed to get these quests on top of everything else We'll talk about that when, when I show you guys my numbers on Lyft. And, you know, this is where we are. Why is the, but, you know, a good question is why are quests where they are? Here's the mm -hmm. answer. Information education. The reason they're where they are is because every corner of LA has eight Uber drivers, literally every corner. Eight mm -hmm. or more drivers. Yeah, it's the same. You know, there, there's more oversaturation. I call it, no, I call it desperation because people need cash. Inflation is hurting everybody. Gas is back to 550 in LA. You know, people need to put food on the table and they're out there trying to make two, three hundred bucks a week extra on top of their W-2s. And the streets are flooded with drivers. And Uber goes, if I have that many drivers, why do I even have to put out quests? Right. Well, there you go. That's the mm -hmm. result. Five dollars. That's it. Yep. And that, that's it. I mean, same thing, even in Buffalo, you know, we're actually just starting college back up. So that's yeah. going to start picking back up. School doesn't start until um just after Labor Day, so Labor Day weekend, then school starts. So all your teachers uh, that are driving right now and delivering right now, they're getting off the platforms because they're going back to school. Um, so it's going to start picking back up, at least in our area. But that's, that's the same thing. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of pe more people out. Um, the good thing is there's a lot more people on the delivery side of things than there are right. on rideshare. Um, right. So that's always a benefit because I don't care about delivery. I like rideshare a lot better. Um, and I'll continue it that way. I, I don't. I don't think I'll ever really go to delivery. There's no reason. I mean, I don't get Prop 22 money, so. <laughs> well, um, you know, we did. We, we did in drive. Our good old buddy in Florida is doing a bunch of in drive. He's sending me some good screenshots. You know, in a few weeks, we will have to have him on and uh, have him explain how it's going. He's done a whole bunch of trips already, and he's liking it. But we'll see how it goes. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's move on from the the grim and the low-balling when it comes to uber's quests and let's go to lyft side of things showing you a little bit of money there yeah so last week um lyft uh, gave me two beautiful guarantees i knocked them both out um <clears throat> it was uh, the weekday guarantee weekday guarantee and the weekend guarantee um you know the reason i was out there is it was 14 hours 542 dollars online seven hours active seven and a half active 35 rides the guarantees were 21 and 14. Um, I knocked them both out in a, each day, single day. Um, so 542 on active hour, which they like, uh, I don't, you know, at 75, $80 an hour, whatever it is. And uh, on active hour still, it's like, this is like close to $45 an hour per online hour, right? I'll take it. Um, and then this week, um, they, <laughs> they, should, they gave me a weekend guarantee. It was 38 trips for $552. And uh, it was a guarantee different than a, I'm sorry. It was a ride challenge. I apologize. Not guarantee. Um, it was 38 trips for 552. 
Um, so knowing Hillary was going to hit, well, the Hurricane Hillary, not the other Hillary. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. Whatever. It could be both. <laughs> That's what makes things up, right? Did you, and, did you see uh, the beam of so, Hillary going up the coast and going, ah? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> I saw that one, yeah. So, yeah. well, okay, here's a hint, right? People go, oh, well, you're lucky this and that. First of all, the shitstorm that I caught with posting this on our community page was hilarious, Chris. Okay? <laughs> they said, uh -huh. oh, Lyft is only sending you this week after week because you talk nice about Lyft. Really? <laughs> Do you honestly think Lyft is going <laughs> to go, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to shut Surge up not to talk shit about Lyft. By no, because, because if that was the same case, Uber would be giving you, uh, like, $500 bonuses exactly. versus $5. Exactly. <laughs> like 50 trips for $500, right? Or whatever. People, don't forget, this was a guarantee. I did 38 trips. I had to drive. I was 14 hours on the road. Now, numbers were great. 60 bucks online, 85 per active. I only drove 162 miles. Love my area filter. Set it. Now, here's a hint for all the people who are going to go after these quests, guarantees, and ride challenges. I put it on the short. Short was like really yesterday. Like got all tons of views. Here's my goal. Even if it wasn't going to rain on Sunday, which I knew it was going to rain, right? A lot of people, Chris, they put themselves in a situation on Sunday at like 9 p.m. where the quest or the challenge is going to run out 4 a.m. on Sunday, on Monday morning, right? Mm -hmm. They leave themselves a whole shit ton of trips to do to get the money. I'm going like, no. From the first day, even when I was doing quests or hunting for quests or ride challenges, my motto always has been the first day of the day, which on the weekend, ride challenge is Friday. Bro, I hit it so hard. I did like 10 hours of driving, maybe nine hours of driving, right? I hit it as hard as I could. I did 27 trips out of the 38. So Friday, bulk of it is gone. It's already in my pocket. Then on Saturday, I coasted, um, you know, 11 more trips, really easy, three hours, I finished it. And I took the money before the rains come. So this is the deal. If you're going to follow quests, Monday through Thursday quest or ride challenges and Friday through Monday, you have to hit it super hard, put more hours that you need to get all the trips in as possible, literally do 70% of your quest or ride challenge the first day. Once you do that, then you have Saturday and Sunday to coast. Even if it wasn't going to rain, I was going to do the same thing, Chris. I wasn't going to mess around having two trips, mm -hmm. so I'm getting throttled now, right? Not only that, not only are you going to get throttled, there are millions of people or thousands of drivers in your shoes trying to finish the same quest, same ride challenge that they have. Well, that creates less demand, right? So why put yourself in that situation? Hit it hard, bro. The first two days of any quest or ride challenge, hit it hard. Get 75% in. The rest, you can dick around and take their money. And I took their money. I, I can't wait, by the way, to see how much Lyft lost on me. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the moral here's the moral of the story. Moral of the story is um, go with whatever company is paying you the money if they are paying some money because I know you might be getting one on the other, nothing on the on on, or you might be getting something on one, nothing on the other, and vice versa. You might be getting nothing on either, and that's when you got to start playing, uh, you know, a different type of game. Um, so it just depends on what's going on. Um, you're a spy for lift. Whoa. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm I'm but, a spy server. Yes, Sally. But yes. speaking but, of, uh, <laughs> Sergio made a ton of money this weekend. Yes, uh, I did. So who wants twenty five dollars of Sergio's money? Yeah. Enter hashtag money in the chat right now, and you could win twenty five bucks of Sergio's money, hard earned money, when he was sitting there uh, taking some rides uh, earlier you know this what? weekend. So you know the the, the the funniest thing is that you know every time I read one of those comments, Chris was like, "Oh, Lyft is doing it because you know they're trying to buy you out. You're not going to talk shit anymore about that." I'm like, bro, it takes it'll take a lot more than five hundred bucks to buy me. Now you come to me <laughs> yeah. with a, like a serious contract, and we'll talk about it, but. I have, a, I have a seven-figure. I have a seven-figure uh, offer um, offer that needs to be met in order for me to be like, nope. <laughs> but the other thing, the other thing is, you know, the funny thing is, Chris, is that um, <laughs> so besides them buying me out for five hundred bucks, right? Um, you know, the message was clear. It was helping you if you have a quest or a ride challenge. Hit it hard the first day. Otherwise, you're yeah. not going to get it. They're going to play games with you. Then you're going to sit here and complain that you got throttled. You know what I'm saying? That was the message. It wasn't like, oh, I made 60 bucks an hour. It wasn't that. I knew I was going to do it. But, uh, yeah, so that's the idea. Yeah, yeah you just got to get out there and hustle. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point. So it, that that's the whole thing. Everybody's going to do a couple of the rides the first day. Then they're going to be like, oh, the second day, yeah. the third day. And then, again, you know, everybody's going to be waiting for that end. But the problem is there's not that many rides that might be happening with all the drivers trying to be online. So, you know, you got to work when the drivers are not going to be online, which is going to be hit it hard at the beginning. And then, yeah, you can kind of coast it, you know, the next day or the following day if you really need to. Um, so it's just, you know, being smart and, you know, planning and positioning yourself, which we talked about the yeah. three P's for. So planning, planning and positioning are two of the P, three P's that you need to be doing in order to take advantage and make sure you get that money right away. So F, that being know, said, FYI, FYI, I discovered a whole bunch of new shit on Lyft apps. So you talk about talking shit. The destination filter is quite something to talk about, but I'm going to talk about that when I show you guys how much money they lost on me because I have to wait like eight days for the PDF to show up. That's one. I discovered a whole bunch of things, Chris. I'll dis I discovered that Lyft pays 12 cents a minute when I'm waiting. I also, out of 38 trips, Chris, are you ready for this? 14 passengers made me wait at least two to five minutes to get in oh, their asses in my car. Bastards. So that's, what is that? That's like, let's say on average three minutes times 14 trips. That's like an hour almost, well, 45 minutes, right? So 45 minutes was on the house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there, there were a lot of things I discovered during this. So we'll talk about those things, um, you know, next week. So. Well, speaking of shaving, yeah. we have, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about shaving quite a bit. And, you know, this is, we, we, you just alluded to the time shaving that yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about. But now let's talk about some trip radar possible shaving, Serge. What's going on here? Yeah, so this was sent to me by obviously a driver. My eyes and ears around the nation. Thank you, everyone, for sending these. Please keep sending them to Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. So we had done shaving. What kind of shaving we've done, Chris? We did time shaving, mileage shaving, EV bonus shaving, quest shaving, surge shaving. This is the next one. <laughs> this is the this is the <laughs> trip radar shaving. I'm going uh -huh. like, okay, so on the left, this is the strip that came in. I mean, $40 surge. Hello. I couldn't click that thing fast enough. And this guy did click. 
And if you remove the hashtag money part, you'll see it says you're being matched. You know what I mean? So he no, was just let's go. He was quick on the trigger. He was like, yep. um, you know, he was uh, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, whack really fast, lightning speed fingers over that one, right? And um, yeah, thanks. Oh, thank you, Norma. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jeff. Actually, he's my Say something nice about Joe Driver now, on top of everything else. Hey, um, hey, that that's you guys' thing. You and Joe can go back and forth and uh, you know make it easy. Yeah, I I timed out Joe, so it's <laughs> okay. He I uh, he replaced the defenestrator as my troll online too, but uh, I, I I timed him out for I don't know how long is our timeout? Ten minutes? Fifteen minutes? Oh, I don't um, know. Uh, whatever. So he's in YouTube purgatory at the moment. But uh, <laughs> so $43.72, this trip came in. He, well, shit, he matched. He accepted this thing. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Look at this 0 0.7 miles, two minutes and 17 seconds. You guys can see he did all the work for me. He just drew the lines. Well, the upfront on the, um, you know, trip radar. Which all trips go to die except this single one. I have never seen this on Trip Radar. <laughs> I mean, if Trip Radar is gonna be like this, Chris, holy shit, I'm just clicking that thing all day long. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, think well, you about know this, what? Right? Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First, we we talked about the forty dollars surge when it came to packages, where it was the negative base fares. Now we're talking about forty five forty dollar uh, surge when it comes to actual rides, and clearly something's going on here <laughs> wisdom thank you yeah so um please make sure send there are nice electric shaver yeah you betcha you betcha buddy <laughs> um so then he finishes the trip i mean for god's sake 0 0.7 miles two point you know two minutes and 17 seconds and then uber goes um never mind <laughs> look no complaints here 1391 i would have done this 20 times every day, okay? No problem mm -hmm. for, the, for me, even 13.91. But there is a contract established, 43.72. You cannot break that contract. And then on the breakdown of his receipt, you can see the adjustment. They took away $29.81. Now, don't mm -hmm. you worry, anybody, because this is going to connect somewhere. This may have a happy ending. And, uh, <laughs> and then this guy was like, well, okay, I'm grateful that I did a $14 trip almost for nothing, two minutes. I mean, what is the hourly on that, Chris? It's <laughs> like $300 an hour or something. I don't know. Yeah, but you better you better be giving back these uh, $14 rides every two and a half minutes. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the Uber math, right? Active hour, buddy. So this, this is like, yep. they could say drivers made $500 an hour. <laughs> yeah. Right? So focus, focus, boom, disappear. I'm like, your driver goes, I'm pissed now, Serge. I go, I, I don't blame you, but I'll be like, look, I know what's going to, where this is going, right? He's going to go to AI bots, cut and paste garbage, and here it is. <laughs> and then, you know, I love these, like these drivers who send me all this with the arrows and the lines, Chris. I love it. I don't have to read oh, it. It's, I yeah, exactly it's great. Know we know exactly where to look. <laughs> exactly, bro. Make my life easy. So if you guys are going to send me stuff, please, can you do it like this? This gentleman right here? This is, this is lovely, okay? So... <laughs> Uber, Uber uh, bot goes, I understand you're frustrated. <laughs> That's the least I could say about your earnings on this trip. However, I've confirmed the fare you received was the upfront fare you were shown when you accepted the trip. 
Not so. It was $40. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was $43. <laughs> it was $43, sir. And then next one, this, you know, I'm, I didn't put stuff that this guy put in back and forth, but the next one to his, and he said, no, go F yourself. It was $43 because I have the screenshot here. <laughs> and then the next one from Uber was, look at this excuse, Chris. This isn't a typical excuse. We understand the importance of getting paid correctly for all eligible chips and apologize. Apologies for the inconvenience this may have caused you. Caused. Okay. I reviewed your account and due to an ongoing outage currently, we're unable to see any trip details in order to assist you further. <laughs> Are you laughing yet? Oh, boy. Stop here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? This is the typical, um, you know, oh, there's an outage. There's a glitch. There's something happening. <laughs> Go away. Please go away, driver. You know, enough is enough. Yeah. But, but, hey, persistence pays. On the third one, from VJ, whatever, it says, this ship has been, look at this one. Now they're accusing the driver for hocus pocus, <laughs> for probably GPS spoofing. So this ship has been flagged for improper use of the Uber app. I mean, Dara, Mr. Kosher Shai, no, or no, no. anybody, anybody at Uber, if you're watching this, this is what we go through to get our money from you people. This is not cool. This mm -hmm. probably took at least half hour, if not an hour, back and forth with AI bot chat support. And the, is the fact that the guy has a screenshot of a trip radar trip showing at $43, you're accusing him of something he did not do. Because it was, he has a screenshot of the trip radar. So they go improper use of Uber app and your payment statement has been adjusted. I'm like, okay. But Chris, miracle of miracles. <laughs> After reviewing this trip, we determined that an incorrect fare adjustment was made. Therefore, the fare has been adjusted back to its original amount of $43. Who <laughs> persistence pays, and you know what? And it's it here's goes the on to the next the day. Here's the lesson of the day, and here's the way you know 4372 was paid fully for that 0 0.7 mile two minute trip. Congrats, persistence pays, but guess what? Yeah, but here, here's the thing though before this shouldn't be happening. No, that's the problem. The, the driver has to waste all their time going back and forth with this chat bot. And, yeah. you know, it, it just shouldn't be happening. Whatever is shown on the thing should be paid out in its entirety, not some bull crap game that you're playing. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it was it was a $40 attached surge, but because of blah, 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 blah. No, you lost me at that point because here's the thing. It says yeah. 40 bucks on my surge. I accepted the trip on TripRadar. I want that money that I was shown. Yes, sir. And And here's another case. This connects to all of this, connects to, I apologize for the inconvenience. I sound like over support now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. However, people, there's another one. The trip, 0 0.2 miles, three minutes, wonderful. Even 465 is good. But upfront came at 2065, and they go pay the same. This guy went through the same thing, Chris. He went through the same thing, but happy ending. 
because he had the screenshot of the ping, which is undeniable. Okay. And he went back and forth and he got his 20 bucks also. So here's the lesson of second lesson of the day. First one, if you have a quest or try challenge, hit it hard the first two days, get 80% of it done. Second one, unfortunately, for the inconvenience, you guys have to screenshot every ping you get and accept now. I know it's difficult. I know it's 10 seconds in Uber's case. I am sorry. Or screen record your whole thing because without evidence, these two gentlemen would not have gotten that money. Guaranteed they wouldn't have gotten that money. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So persistence pays off. Yep. <laughs> but again, I think the other thing is just screenshot everything. Yes. The easiest. Uh, I mean, you need the proof because if you don't have the proof, they're going to be like, oh, well, uh, too bad. You know, my so, new phone, yeah. my new Samsung um, uh, S23 Ultra, you know how I take screenshots now? Because it used to be like the down volume and the power button, right? Mm-hmm. All I have to do is now with motion, all I have to do with my palm, I have to just go in front of it, shade it, boom, screenshot. Oh, nice. Even I easier. learned it on YouTube. I watched it. I go, how many <laughs> ways I can take screenshot on this thing? It goes just like this. And I'm like, oh, boom, screenshot. So, boy, I'm going to take some screenshots now. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. that works well, well for you. So, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's give away some of Sergio's money uh, because he had yeah, such a good weekend this weekend. So uh, let's, let's give bucks. away twenty five bucks money. from you know, we, should, we should give three of them this week instead of two. <laughs> <I'll keep laughs> all right. All let's see who's our winner today. Oh. The suspense, Jeff. Oh. Jeff, they're all gonna call fix on this one. Jeff, I know your email, so but you still have to email me for official reasons, account keeping, whatever the heck Gary wants. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Um, yeah, congrats, Jeff. Twenty-five bucks coming your way. Um, swipe to capture is available on Galaxy S3 as well. Great. Yeah, wonderful. That's that. I didn't know, Sebastian. I figured it out. I love it. Sheldon. Thank you, Sheldon. Okay, hold on a second. Let's see what Sheldon is saying. Bali, Uber is owning up. Lyft still... Oh, Lyft isn't still trying to get 30 bucks three months ago. God dang. Well, wow. Send, it, send them to me. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> no, no, okay, Jeff, I will time you out if you do that. Don't go... Don't lower your, yourself to his level, please. Stay, stay cool. Um, here's the deal um i you know when it comes to um lyft and uber and DoorDash and whatever here's here's a good question if there's a glitch uh, in the uber system and they overpay you can they come back for the money yes they do but here's the thing when it comes down to it again when you see the upfront fare or when you see i mean some people still do have time and distance so depending on how however it is uh, yeah, if if it's overpaid, they will come back and they will will correct that. So yeah. the thing is, they should be paying out when they underpay too. Yep. So, um, yeah, screenshot everything, screen record everything, have proof. Otherwise, these AI chatbots are gonna give you cancer, and you're not gonna get your money. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're gonna be pretty upset. So, um, you know, yeah, we we got two lessons. Now let, let's go for, for our, our future proofing. And that's yeah. uh, talking about our 
homes and, you know, people want to buy houses. You may be renting, you may want to buy a house, but what about if you're a driver? Can you get a mortgage being a driver? And the short answer is yes. Yes, you can. So I cannot seriously, this is like, I don't want to talk details because everybody's situation is different. Your credit score is different. Your income level is different. You know, buying a house these days is a challenge as it is because of inflation. Housing prices are through the roof as well, right? And we know what's happening in California. I'm sure all over the country. Um, here's the deal. I cannot speak highly enough of our website, which is ignored by the YouTube crowd. YouTube crowd, you got to start reading some stuff. We have wonderful, wonderful contributors there. They write articles almost daily, okay? Just go to www.therideshareguy.com. All the articles are there. There is a search button. You can, you can, this is from our website, written by Paula, Paula Lamar, right? And she basically did exactly that. She's an Uber and Lyft driver and she got herself a mortgage and she's, she's walking you guys through all the steps that's necessary. It's not a guarantee, obviously, but can you accomplish this? Yes. And she put out such an amazing article that it will do me. I will be doing it injustice by reading it, right? I read it multiple times, but please go read it. If you want to buy, get a car loan. If you want to get a, you know, buy house. And the, the key is, you know, she put all the points out there. One, two, three, four. Again, this is not one size fits all, but if you have consistent, if you're a full-time driver, you have consistent income. And in this point, Chris, I think I will definitely bring our sponsor in MIMO that you can do this with. You can make all this record keeping, all this tracking very, very easy through MIMO. And when you go up mm -hmm. for a loan, for a car, for any major purchase, you know, everything is there for you to get approved or not get approved. Is it easy? No. I am not saying that it'll be as easy as if you had a W-2 paying you a couple hundred K a year, go do that. But if you're a long, if you're a full-time driver, you have consistent long-term income, you have tax returns for the at least three years. Obviously, these things are necessary with any mortgage. Yes, you can. You can qualify. It may not be as easy as again a W-2, but it is doable. So please go read this article on our blog. And uh, next screenshot. And this is the article that's Paula. It was written February 23, 2023. It's not like 10 years old, okay? And she puts a quick summary, which I'll read for you guys. While it's a lot more difficult for ICs, independent contractors, including full-time rideshare and delivery drivers to qualify for a loan, it's not impossible. You will need a lot of proof that your income is steady, if not increasing. Having copies several years of tax returns can help getting pre-approved, having a large down payment, or okay, these are normal common sense things, but it is possible. She did it herself. And to me, it is, you know, a lot of people think about this work as side hustle, but no, it's not. There's 20% of the crowd that are grinding, that are full-time drivers, and they have needs. They're going to wear out their cars faster. They need to buy a car every two, three, every three years, probably, right, Chris? I mean, like 300,000 miles, 100,000 miles a year they put on their cars, probably. So mm -hmm. these are the things that you guys need to prep for. There are apps like MIMO that is our sponsor for a few more weeks. You can save money for a rainy day. You know, you can, through these apps, they make your life easier. Don't worry about you're being tracked. Your income is being tracked, this and that. 
You can literally save money for a rainy day, for a nest egg, for stock investing. All these apps are tools for you guys to use. And please use it. I mean, it's free. I would use it. But ultimately, if you want to buy a house, um, you have to have a lot of, even at a, at a W-2, if you want to buy a house, you have to have a lot of paperwork ready. Um, mm -hmm. Is it Would it be easier to buy a house with a W-2 income versus IC income? Probably. But it's not not possible so um go read that article if you're in the market to buy do a major purchase doesn't have to be a house a car whatever it is um you know it's possible it's doable but you have to have your shit together you cannot just go willy-nilly to the bank and say oh my credit score is 780 give me a loan and not going to happen they're going to have to prove income those days of no income no asset loans where before the great financial crisis in 2008 those days are over nobody's going to give you a free loan you have to prove stuff, and if you have your record keeping together, you can get it. You can do it. So that's the lesson for this week. And uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. It's like, oh, I can't get a loan, or, or you know, I can't get a mortgage or something because I drive Uber or Lyft or you know DoorDash. And the thing is, that's not true. Like, you can. It's still money, but it's just something that you gotta again take more meticulous notes on and have all of your information when it comes down to it so um if you are going for those things yes check out the article on the website but just make sure you gather all of that information before and uh there you go daily reminder to decline garbage <laughs> yeah john how are you buddy you know john's uh behind the wheel is coming up either this week or next week i don't know when um but uh that's very appropriate for these times so um uh, what else we got, buddy? Oh, well, we got something about dash cameras and what happened in the Bronx and Harlem. Yeah, yeah it's all yours now. I mean, they, this is happening every day now. I'm getting sick and tired of it, honestly. And look, man, if you're driving 10 hours even, five hours, whatever it is, even personal driving, if you don't have a dash cam these days, you're playing with fire. So that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem, I mean, today, today's day and age, the problem is, you know, desperate people do desperate things and stupid things at that. So, you know, they could try, uh, you know, a lot of different things like fraud. And uh, when it comes down to video evidence, video evidence is very hard to tamper with. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but when you got a dash camera and somebody's trying to uh, make it look like you ran their bike over and hurt them, um, which has happened. I've seen that video go around quite a few times on Facebook and YouTube. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to it, you know, that person had video evidence when they said, Hey, look at, look, look at right here. That's a dash camera. They got up and ran away. Why? Because they weren't able to, to get fraud. Now that did happen in Russia um, where every single driver out there has to have a dash camera because of problems with fraud and insurance and issues there. Um, but unfortunately that is coming towards the U S and if you're doing any type of driving, even beyond uh rideshare, but food delivery and everything, uh, you definitely need a dash camera. And, uh, this is just part of the reason, unfortunately, yeah, there was a uh, uh, hijacking in or carjacking in Harlem, another beating man in the Bronx, uh, a lot of different things going on. Um, so it's really unfortunate when it is, but police are looking for up to seven people accused of carjacking an Uber driver in Harlem and then robbing a man at knife point in the Bronx. And this happened July 28th, where investigators said the group got into an Uber XL. Um, 
which shouldn't have been seven people. That's yep. another thing. It's up to six people. I don't care if you got seven seats in the car. It's up to six people. That's what the underwriter is written for. That's what the waybill is written for. So again, I have, you know, eight, eight seats. I got a seven passenger car. I have a Honda Pilot. I could potentially take seven people, but it says up to six because that's insurance. So again, yeah. it's you got to make sure you're staying in, in line with these things because if you got into an accident and they wanted to sue you, well, guess what? You're going to be on the hook. You're going to be liable. There's going to be a, a, a lot of issues there when it comes to it. So again, when it's X, L, six people. When it's X, four. Um, no more than that. Uh, and this happened at uh, 125th and Lennox in Harlem. Uh, they ordered the, uh, they ordered, a suspect ordered the driver to pull over while the second pulled out a knife and third told the driver he had a gun. Um, investigators said uh, the driver was 33, filed and followed more orders to get out of the car. Two suspects got out of the car and fled on foot while five stayed in the car and drove off. Uh, driver left his wallet and iPhone worth 1100 bucks inside the car. Uh, he wasn't hurt. And July 29th, police said the same suspects beat and robbed a man in near Walton Avenue and East 151st in the Bronx. Um, so again, just some scumbags here. Um, and yeah, the problem is if you had dash camera, if you have something uploaded to cloud, they'd be able to, to identify these people um, or at least be able to get the information out to be able to, to identify the people versus saying, oh, we're looking for some people. They'd actually be able to tell exactly who it is. Uh, one of the things we talk about, obviously, display ride dash cameras uh, because of many different reasons. But the biggest is the live streaming up to the cloud uh, where basically if this happens, now they're on camera. Even if they get rid of the dash camera and throw it out, too bad, so sad. They're going to have to deal with it. Uh, when it comes down to it, because uh, it's already up to the cloud, so police can get it and you can access it. A lot of different reasons when it comes to uh, getting a display ride, but that's what we recommend. Uh, and also, you will get 20% off if you enter RSG20 at checkout, uh, where instead of costing you $25 a month, it'll cost you $20 a month, which will include the dash camera and the data for all of that going up to the cloud, the servers, everything that's associated with it. Uh, so you can have all of your data uh, right there. And that's all included in that $20 a month with the code RSG20. Link will be in the description. So if you want to check that out, uh, Sergio, do you got anything more you want to say when it comes to um, dash cameras? No, I, I, you know, I have one. I love it. Um, you know, 20 bucks a month. It's a, it's a, there is a contract involved, but even if you break the contract, your penalty is only three months. So for, you know, I, I'm telling you, people, 20 bucks a month in this inflationary times is nothing. Please put the money down. There is no upfront cost. Installation is literally three minutes, and it's uploading to the cloud. For your safety, it's it's a no-brainer. Um, that's a great question. First I'm going to say no. I mean, first, it can make you a target, yes, but um, saying that you don't belong in that neighborhood, that doesn't mean everything because ubers yeah. are in every neighborhood at this point pretty much so um is he talking you know, about the lift thing the what do you call that amp or is there is there is no uber beacon be the there? amp there, well you, i mean you could go on amazon and buy like the, oh, the buy light up window things okay i got you. Yeah. yeah but either way anything uh, I, I don't up. I mean, put my shit up nope i don't have it i don't <laughs> even have it well duh, yeah. i have the amp from lift still have it 
no i i you know what i have done um you know next week actually we'll take a picture and i'll put it on the screenshots um instead of putting the you know the sticky on the window off the window on the window because you can yep. be multi-apping your, your window if you're multi-apping if you have uber and lyft you're going to leave them on you have an uber sticker on lyft sticker on uber lax placard and lyft lax placard you literally right side of your window is full right so instead of what i've done is i went to kinko's i took the lyft sticker i took the uh placard lax placard right i laminated it and i've had two velcro dots and then when i'm doing that i have to have it at lax or picking up passenger i'll just stick it on the window and then when i'm done i'll just take it off the whole thing so i don't have to peel you know stickers mm -hmm. on and off we'll show that next week it's like three bucks a pop it cost me which is easy. yeah and what i i did something a little different i went and got a piece of plexiglass at home depot yeah and just stuck the stickers right on there and then you friction fit it right yeah. in Oh, uh, so then that way you can just put it in, pull it out, and then you know I I just can put it right next to my car, next to my seat, in between my uh, myself and you know the center console, and then that way I don't have to worry uh, about it. It's in the show notes, right? The display right link. Yeah. Okay, so Pam is in the show notes. Um, go to the show notes, click more, and then you'll see all the links of the things we talked about. And then just make sure you do RSG20 so you get that 20% off. Yeah, RSG20, you get it for 20 bucks instead of 25. Um, Chris, appreciate the $5. Uh, no, you're sending me, and it's bright and shows. something new? Huh. When did, Uber when, Be I know when I've heard the, the Uber Beacon before. Anybody else know about thought, Uber Beacon now? Oh, shit. I thought that they were talking about it. I didn't know that they actually uh, really? um, came out with it. I uh, heard about it. I don't. I didn't know that was actually something that came about. <laughs> well, uh, you don't have to super chat, Chris, but uh, tell us if it's something new. Like, is, did you get it like last couple of weeks? Because I haven't heard about it, and I'm pretty. I heard. I hear pretty much everything. So, no, um, they, I heard that a while ago. I'm. I. I wasn't offered in LA, so I don't know. But it could be. Yeah, I don't uh, have it either. Yeah, it could be a thing. Okay. All right. Well, we'll See, look into we're it. We're beacon but, yeah, I, way. If you got look, man, crime is gonna crime can happen anywhere, honestly. And uh, if you're driving areas that are high in oh, crime darn. rate, you know, beacon or no beacon, you know, um, you're gonna get nailed. Dang, so. I was I was hoping that the, I just looked up on the on Uber's site, but uh, we'll a, I don't. They don't have a uh, a date on there. Oh, look at uh, this! Everybody has a beacon. Oh, I I never I didn't even get a message. Do you want an Uber Beacon? Usually they'll send you one. I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. There you I got go. the I have the amp, I have the lift amp, and um, I I wouldn't put up a beacon too. Okay. Cool. But that's just me personally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Honestly, I I took the I still have the amp. I just don't use it anymore. That thing was a. I have the amp. I don't use big. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't use because because like I said, that's what I do. I just friction fit the the plexiglass into the. Uh, windshields, and then that way I don't you know, have to you know, worry if about lift, it. So. If Lyft, for the people who hate me in the chat, uh, on the community page and Facebook and wherever we posted the, you know, ride challenge, just for fun, I'm going to put the mustache in the front of my car and do the, the whole ride challenge with the mustache in front of my car. <laughs> well, you know, we got to get Brisher on. I, I, what's going on there? You know? I'm telling Come on, you, bro, I, I'm telling you, I'm losing hope, Mr. Brisher. Uh, if you stand me up, you know, you know, you know, the Twitter wars are about to commence. <laughs> That's like with Senator Priola in Denver. It ain't going to be funny. Oh, you're the guy. <laughs> it ain't going to be funny. Oh, uh, you're the guy. I'm like, no, you know, and I'm going to say you're the guy because you didn't show up. 
So you stand me up on our date, Mr. Richard. Time's coming up. We've been waiting for, what is that now, a month and a half now we've been waiting? So oh, I think it's been longer than that. I think longer, uh, two months, right? So yeah, it was in June when we were talking about it. So yeah, you know, so we got to get on this. We know we knew in July he was going to be busy. Mentioning anybody else's names, you know who you are. Let's let's do this. You know, it's about time. Yep. Okay, earnings are out of the way. Uh, announcements are out of the way. I don't know. I mean, what are we waiting for here? I mean, not much has changed. Yes, the app is better for sure. There's more info in the app. There is, if you can use it properly, you can probably make another five, ten percent more. But problems remain. I had one. We're going to show it next week, Chris. I had my battle with the chatbot from Lyft this week. Oh, on a on a two dollar lousy cancellation. You know what I'm saying? Forty five minutes it took me, and I still didn't get paid. We have a lot of problems, Mr. Richer. I'm telling you, there are problems. You're doing fine, but there are problems, and we're going to discuss those. And let's go. Let's get it done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yep. We want you to come on. We want, we want to have a great conversation. Well, so uh, there was a CEO of Serve Robotics. He came on. He answered. Tough I mean, questions. Sergio Sergio took the challenge. He he wore the stash out on on his rides the when, when a couple months ago. I don't know now, and it's like we're waiting. We're waiting. Let's go. Get I have my hand in the bargain. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on from from rideshare and let's talk about something that you know, rideshare drivers would not be happy about. Earlier, we had somebody about food delivery drivers on, uh, they might not be happy about. But let's talk about uh, those self-driving autonomous vehicles that everybody just loves to hate and uh, what happened there. So, um, yes, this is this is interesting. You know, what was it? Oh, last week, we were talking about how the CPUC had allowed yeah. them to bring more EVs onto the road. So it went yeah. from... What, what was the, the initial number? 500 to 2,500 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, 500 to 2,500. And not even, oh, not even a week later, yeah. the DMV tells Cruz to reduce its driverless vehicle fleet in San Francisco by 50%. Yeah, well, not that they went up to 2,500 and reduced it from there. I think there are only like a couple hundred of them out there anyway. Reduce it from yep. the existing couple hundred level because one of these knuckleheads, you know, one of the major problems is that they're impeding traffic. They don't know what to do when a fire truck or a police with sirens coming at them or behind them. They don't know what to do. Well, one of them didn't know what to do. It got T-boned in an intersection. It just was going like, la, 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 la. And then the fire truck, damn T-boned the damn thing because this thing didn't stop, you know, and the sirens were on on the fire truck. They were going to a fire. And then, mm. uh, and this has been a complaint, by the way, for a while. And uh, um, the, the the DMV says off off the streets. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is what it said. DMV called for Cruz, uh, subsidiary of GM, to have no more than fifty vehicles operating during the day and one hundred fifty yeah. vehicles driving at night until the yeah. agency's investigation is complete. Yeah. So besides besides Cruz, don't you think this should be happening to Waymo? Yeah, well, you know what? But to be perfectly now, <laughs> don't pound me again, people. Uh, Waymo is having much less much less these these problems. Cruz is the one that's having the most problems. <laughs> Waymo, you don't hear of Waymo doing any of these things. So <laughs> like, Waymo have may, may may have better technology. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the uh, the cars that I see on Twitter and and TikTok and that are cruise cars, but there are a couple of Waymos that I see too. So yeah, we, we got to give them the same same treatment. Yeah. So uh, 
um, you know, 50 incidents has been reported, right? Um, in an August 7th meeting, um, they said there have been 50 incidents, and most of these have been with fire trucks and police uh, cars with sirens on going somewhere, and these things are just blocking them, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, but um, let me see where, I think there was, you know what? I think there was a passenger in the car, Chris. Let me see. A crash would occur at 10.30 p.m. at the intersection of Turk and Polk Street. Injured the driver. Yep, there was a seat on, this, on the left screenshot. Um, San Francisco Fire Department truck hit a driverless cruise car while responding to an emergency Thursday night, police said. The crash, which occurred just before 10.30 p.m. at the intersection of Turk and Polk Streets, wherever you are up in San Francisco, you know that, in the Tenderloin District, injured the driverless car's passenger, according to the San Francisco Police Department. The injuries were not life-threatening. Life now, here is going to be an interesting question for all legal scholars on the chat. Who's, who's, who is, well, obviously it was the, you know, AV's fault. Who is did this passenger going to sue? Everybody? Fire department? Way, uh, cruise? I would say whoever cruise. Whatever, software, whatever, right? It's I would, the, the, the person who is the owner of that cruise or of the cruise cars is the one. So GM. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're they're the the subsidiary. They they probably they own the code. They own this. They own that. So yeah, it's going to probably come back to GM or to Cruise or both. Um, okay. You know, there was a Lex Friedman podcast uh, yeah. with JRE, uh, and they were talking about this a couple of years ago when it came to responsibility and liability. Who's going to be liable when it comes to these driverless cars? Um, and yeah, it's going to, it's going to fall back on who owns the vehicle itself. So okay. in this we'll case, it's out. a cruise car, it's GM. Um, so yeah, it's going to come back to them. So fenestrator, there was a passenger in the car. There you go. You were worried that there was somebody maybe in the car. Well, there was somebody in the car. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, off this is what we should be doing. This is what we should be doing to all cruise vehicles, stick them yeah. in the concrete and then put them down the bottom of the Pacific ocean. <laughs> you sent me just, I laughed for like solid half hour. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, um, Gabe took this picture, I think, uh, or Gabe came across this picture. Look how smart <laughs> this thing is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, this guy, this thing plowed right into wet concrete. I'm going like, you dumb as plywood, bro. <laughs> An 18 year old new driver wouldn't do this. Let me tell you that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, um, yeah, these things definitely need a lot of help when it comes down to it. Hopefully, you got a good laugh out of that. Uh, out of this picture, but yeah, um, the autonomy uh, is still nowhere near coming to fruition when it comes to us and taking our jobs. So we're safe uh, for a little bit longer. Um, I'm, I'm putting at least at least ten years, if not longer, um, when it comes down to it, because some yeah. states are just going to be like, nope, not happening. Yeah. Um, but some other areas will be, yeah, let's go ahead with it. But I, I don't see see true adoption until le at least ten years, if not longer. Well, you know, Ali Ali said it right. What did he say? This guy's a PhD in robotics. What did he say? There's level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. He said level mm -hmm. five will not be reached for decades. He said that out yep. of the horse's mouth. If you don't believe that guy, I don't believe anybody else. Okay, the guy has he knows that stuff. So there you go. These all these uh, AVs are level four. They're not level five. And they're just playing around with fire and getting stuck here and there. And they, you know, and I'm like, 
I do you remember again, you remember about 15 years ago when they had the it was all the school the big schools all the tech schools like RIT MIT um you know all these different ones that had the self-driving cars and they were trying to put them through the the ringer on a on their their course and they were all acting like completely wacko and they you know one was driving around in a circle one just like stopped started stopped started stopped started yeah. and then you know the other one was kind of going through the course but taking it really slow and then just kind of like shat on the corner you know this is i still see cruises like that like this is exactly what it looks like 15 years ago it's like oh you're just on the street so you're doing it a little bit better but you still don't know how to how to go beyond that yeah. well there was another one i saw on twitter that was a big accident there is this uh it wasn't the cruises. It wasn't the cruises' fault. Um, um, a um, one of those muscle cars, what is it? The Dodge uh, Hellcat or whatever. One of those, right? That thing is like speeding, and the cruise car doesn't see it coming, like eighty miles an hour, you know, one way on, you know, so towards it, and its light turns green, and the cruise car starts going, but it detects it that something is coming at him from the side. It literally. Stop in the middle of the intersection, and this guy absolutely T-boned this thing. They all got smashed to pieces. On this one, there was no passenger. So a lot of people said, what would a human do? Would a human be like deer in headlights and stop right in front of the car that's speeding towards you? No, you would have stepped on it and got out of the way, and he had enough time to do so. But this thing froze, and it was there, and it got T-boned, and I was that was a massive crash. So mm-hmm. I guess... You know, I, you know, even a even a new driver would go, oh shit, car coming. Let me just speed up. You know, you wouldn't just sit there <laughs> looking at it like, yeah. oh, look at this train coming at me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad it's the streets of San Francisco <laughs> that is far away from having to deal with it uh, where I am. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know, and. Uh, on the next one, I think we're going to talk about the uh, economics of these things, right? Um, or is it something else? I think that's that one, yeah. No, there's no nothing with economics on that. So, I'm oh, no, sure. there's oh, I didn't put that in there. Okay, now we'll talk about that next week. No. So, so we're giving All up right. some more. So, money. uh, beyond that, you know, Sergio had a great, great weekend, uh, with his bonuses. So, he's going to give away 25 more dollars. So, enter hashtag SMTMC in the chat now. Exactly as you see it below me on below my mic, hashtag SMTMC for your chance at $25 of Sergio's money. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm just giving free away money, your money. money. If you guys don't like free <laughs> money, I'll take it. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm just giving so, away your money. So, for all the people, by the way, that said I'm kissing Lyft's ass, that's why Lyft is trying to buy me with $500. Okay. Where is my guarantee this week? Where is my ride challenge this week, people? Zilch. It's in the crapper. Zilch. In the crapper. Uh-huh. Yeah. So don't come like, oh, it's a, it's a Lyft is kissing Serge's ass. I'm like, I get these <laughs> things rarely, but when I get it, I hit it. I ain't going to say no to free money. That's it. So, you know, nip that in the butt that I'm just, you know, Lyft bitch or something. I don't know, whatever. All right. So this this was asked earlier. Any word on Lyft reducing or Uber and Lyft reducing the age of the vehicle yes. that will qualify for anything? They, a lot, I got, there was the tail end of like yes, weekend and yesterday I got three or four emails about this subject. Mm-hmm. A lot of drivers who bought new cars 
Uber is upgrading, okay, that list. You know that list that they have that nobody knows where the fuck the list is? They yep. are for doing comfort, for doing, you know, all these upper Oh, I have that ones. list. You Hold have on. that list? Current one? Yeah. Okay, let's put um, that up. Or put a link I have somewhere. It, I had it. I had it. Sin, I don't have it um, new. I'll, I'll look it up and then I'll, if oh, I no, can find it, if I can grab it right now, it? I'll throw it in the show notes. Okay, one driver sent me. Uh, he has a 2019 Dodge Caravan, and it's not. It, it's not allowed to do Comfort anymore. It's supposed to do mm -hmm. only X. I'm going like it's the 2019 man. It's only four years old. So this is other parts of you guys calling yourself independent contractors. Even the tool of the trade that you're using is decided by someone else. Like that'll be like them coming to you and say, oh, your truck is that you do. Your work truck is 20 years old. We cannot allow that on our platform. Uh, no, it doesn't work like that. But it is happening. I got like a few emails. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a very popular subject on next week's show. Um, yeah. They're, that's what they're doing, Chris. They're upgraded that list, and I cannot get a hold of the list, but I'm sure we will get get it. Yeah, the the one that I found, it's upcoming vehicle eligibility for 2022. So they haven't updated it. Um, well, people are then. getting people are getting booted off certain platforms, and they're pissed off with yep. like four four five year old cars, which is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, complete utter bullshit. But I'm sure we're going to talk about this next week. I just didn't have enough time to research it. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, that was something I've. That was something I saw too when it came to yeah. uh, things. So that's why I wanted to highlight it. See if you heard heard anything yeah. beyond that. But yeah, it's it's the same thing that I've been seeing. They're they're yeah. you know trying to cut it, and they're like, oh, you can get X rides now, and it's like, oh, whoop de doo. But I bought yeah, this I have, car. I have a 2019. For you know, I have a 2019 Comfort car. Not that Comfort pays that much more, but it pays a little bit more. Why yeah. am I supposed to be just doing X? I'm just hello. You know, or I have an Excel card that you kick off now. I can only do X. I'm like, no, sir. But mm -hmm. you know, that's how much for being independent contractor? We'll fix this. We'll not fix it, but we'll we'll figure it out by next week. We'll highlight it, yeah. Put a new list. And then and uh, th this was this was something Jeff said earlier too, uh, and I thought this was hilarious. If the if that is... was replaced by a robot, <laughs> look how much money Uber could save. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> Millions, bro. At least twenty five that I know of. Yeah, me. Hey. So, uh, okay. So next week, I don't think we have a guest unless I pop something up last second. Um, no. So I want to talk about a little bit more. Uh, can you put the next one first, and then we put this one next? Um. So, um, okay, okay. So I want to talk to you guys. Not talk, but mention this book. That okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I don't recommend books, but I'm gonna recommend two books coming up. One is this one. The other one is not on sale. This one is on sale. This is called Disrupting DC, written by Katie Wells, Kafui Ato, and Declan Cullen. I don't recommend books. I read a lot, but I don't usually recommend them. But this is one of the must-read. This is one of the <laughs> must-read books. It's called Disrupting DC: Uber and the Fall of the City, the Rise of Uber and Fall of the City. How Uber's political influence got them where they got to. All interviews with Uber employees, gig workers, politicians. An amazing book. It's out on Amazon or or uh, audiobook version. I'm not pitching it. I have no gain on it. I like Katie a lot. In fact, I may have her on the show um, to talk about the book. The next book is going to be, it's not out yet, Brian Merchant's Blood in the Machine. 
and that's going to be out probably in September, but we'll have Brian on. So I'll just read an excerpt in this. This is not the story of one company and a city. Instead, Disrupting DC offers a 360-degree view of an urban American, urban America in crisis. Uber arrived promising a new future for workers, residents, policymakers, and others. Ultimately, Uber's success and growth was never a sign of urban strength or innovation, but a sign of urban weakness and low expectations about what city politics can achieve. Understanding why Uber rose reveals how just how far the rest of us have fallen. It is a book I will highly I highly recommend. And on the left screenshot, you guys can read it on your own. It's a little excerpt from the book. So it's called um, next screenshot. Sorry, it's called uh, Disrupting DC: The Rise of Uber and Fall of the City. So we're done with that. Katie, great job. I will speak to you soon. Now. It's just the one funny that I have for this week. I okay, I had actually three, but Chris stopped me from sending the other two <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> so we don't get well. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It, it, unfortunately, it's against YouTube community guidelines. So okay, that's, okay. that's so he keeps me straight. YouTube like a million times already. <laughs> so okay, so so I got this lift, and all the people I know at lift. What's up with this? Seriously. Now, it was during the day. And as you guys can see, the clock is down to 2.11. Okay. I'm at the pin. <laughs> you guys can see that. This guy's making me wait. But I don't even know if this is the guy. And he's got a 490 rating. He's done only 20 trips in 3.9 years. His eyes are covered by some, I don't know what the heck that is. I'm not even sure if this is the guy or some goofy. And look at the name. I see. With the blindfold over the eye. Is that being cute? Does that make me feel safe I don't know. Here? I don't cute? know, but you know what? It, it, here, here's one thing. It says smack oh, on yeah. it. So when this? he gets in the car, it's like whack. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he made me wait. Literally, Chris, I remember this trip. The guy that came in did not look anything like this guy on the picture. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it doesn't I, always. I, I wonder if that. I wonder if this picture trips. right here is a meme. Yeah, it was one of my thirty-eight trips, bro. And he made me literally wait until the last thirty seconds. My finger was on the trigger to dial this his ass and to cancel that trip, right? And then he showed up in thirty seconds to go. I go. Here's what man. you should have done. You should have put the car in gear when you see him right. coming. You just take your foot off the brake just slightly, Let start rolling forward, and then <laughs> wait that thirty seconds for cancel. <laughs> I, I know. Don't actually know, I do needed, that. I, I, Don't I, I, actually do that. <laughs> I needed the trip, bro. This was Saturday. I was doing leisurely eleven trips to finish my uh, uh -huh. challenge. So I was like, you know, <laughs> and literally it went a mile and a half. So uh, my wait time was longer than the trip itself. How about that? Oh right. boy. So I was so like, he could. Hey. So you're saying he could have walked that trip? <laughs> yes, he could have easily enough. Maybe not five, but probably ten minutes. He could have walked to where he was going. But he made me wait four and a half minutes, and he. I walk an hour and a half a day. I take my dog on a four mile walk, and it's an hour and a half to go. You there could you clearly go. walk well, that. This this guy did not look anything <laughs> like the picture, and this um, you think that's his real name? No, I see. So he's doing some sort of a what is he doing? Did he go to Seven Eleven because he wanted icy? I get. I see. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. He is Seven Eleven. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm. I'm. I was thinking more like because I. I have five minutes. I'm sitting there in the car looking at this freaking picture, 
I'm looking at the blindfold over his eye, and I go like, I see, so I see. So you actually do see, but you're trying to... So I'm playing all these mental games because I have five minutes to kill there. I don't know what to do. But this during I don't the know. Day, all, uh, all I would have done is I, I would have taken him up on his thing. I would have been like... Uh, I would have smacked him and then be like, yo, what the fuck, man? And then I would have been like, dude, it's your profile picture. It says smack, so I smacked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was like... I was like I'd be like, give me know, a tip now. <laughs> Yeah, where's my tip? Yeah, it's like four and a half minutes I waited. And for that four and a half minutes, um, first two minutes is on me. And Lyft is literally paying you 12 cents a minute now to wait for passengers. 12. I have screenshots. We're going to talk about that too. Oh, like, All right. Oh, shit. What's 12 cents times I want, 60? I want, no, I want, what, what is it? 7 dollars and 20 cents. 51 cents a minute to wait. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, 12 cents a minute is what? 7 dollars and 20 cents if I waited the whole hour. Ah, bullshit. Whatever. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, give me my money. All right, let's <laughs> let's see who's winning. Who's winning? Da -da 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 -da. Twenty-five dollars is Sergio's money, and trust me, it wasn't a tip. Ryan Montgomery, oh. congratulations! You are the winner. Appreciate the you, awesomeness. Jeff and Ryan Montgomery. Twenty-five bucks. Email me Sergio at therightshareguy.com or no money. Oh, you Here want you. that money? Get yeah, that money. money. Take take Sergio's yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, I'll take take my money. Take whoever whoever gives you money, take it. <laughs> my money that. goes to the highest bidder. Yes, <laughs> that's, right. That's where my yeah. allegiance lies to the highest bidder. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Uh, we're done. Yep. Anything else? No. Um, gig with it. Fifteen percent off, Sergio under. Uh, display ride is also on the um, show notes. Gig with it is on the show notes. Oh, if we don't I have know. a, uh, if MIMO is on the show notes, all those three. If we don't have a guest next week, which I don't know, you know, I pop these things up on you, Chris. <laughs> because if Richard says, like, after hearing our rant, it wasn't a rant, sir. It was like, it's called, hey, come on, let's hey, go. <laughs> We're waiting. Know, time's up. You know what I mean? Okay. So you, you they know, said hey, hey, the, the, the timer's way, getting close later. to five minutes. Yeah, that, that timer's getting close hour. to five minutes. We're yeah, not waiting. <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 if we don't have a guest next week, I don't know. Um, we want to open the chat to um our viewers. So you can come on. Here's the rules. You come on, you tell me where you're from, you get shit off your chest for five minutes. If we can help you, we'll help you. If not, you email me, but you show your pretty face. And for the person that shows up, you know, Harry said what? He's going to give a RSG hat, trucker hat. I'm going like, okay, you know, and uh, we'll give you an RSG hat to show up. So we're going to do at least three, four, maybe five of these people um, mm -hmm. or the audience. So make it more interactive and come talk to us about whatever you got going in your head or in your life. And we'll try to help. Yep. You. We're gonna open it up, and then you can show us the money, and we'll, or right. at least show us what you're making with your money. So uh, we right. can do it that way. So a lot of fun things. Not only that, if you want to join the RSG Discord uh, that is now available, make sure you click the link in the description as well. Um, beyond that, uh, don't forget tomorrow is Money Hungry with Kim and Zach, uh, and then we will see you guys next week. Uh, and don't forget all of our other awesome, great content that we have here on the Rideshare Guy. 
With that being said, have a great rest of your week. Make that money and we'll see you next week. Bye.